Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Two Boost Podcast, because you just can't talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Two Boost Podcast, Two Boost Labs. I, I think I'm starting to lean towards that direction as we get into episode number two. We kind of revisited where we are. There actually is a Tube Boost Facebook group, small YouTuber Boost Facebook group, which is a large group. I didn't get the name from that, but I thought I would kind of separate that group a little bit more from my name. And Labs really fits in the sense that this is an experiment. We're always experimenting to figure out what works best. And in this show, we're talking about before you start your channel, what are some of the things you should think about? Personally, I've had a few starting points with my YouTube channel. Going back to 2008, 2009, I started what I called vlogging, which is our vblogging, which is now vlog or vlogging. I actually have a fun vlog with my daughter at the time. I think she was two and we were going through the snow and I was explaining something. But I always knew that I was extending my podcasts or my blogs at the time with video. But most of the time, my videos where I think a lot of people, kind of where they headed was just using YouTube as a place to store your videos so you could share it with your friends, not expecting much more. Now, now I would take the time to embed and use it as a tool, but I wasn't really thinking much in terms of subscribers and how that affected things and the whole algorithm of it all, I really did not start thinking about that at, at a great depth until about 2016. Now, I did have a big start, and I'm going to get to the beginning again for you about what you need to think about, but I wanted to share these couple moments in my history to give you some context. I started in 2013 with a series, and again, I had not really, I had a theme, and I had a direction, but again, I wasn't into that whole world of the Tim Schmoyers, Daryl Eves of the world sharing at that time what was going on. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't even know that there was a way to optimize at a certain level, and gosh darn it, I wish I did know that. I think a lot of us once we get started, wish we had started sooner. And I think that's an important point where we should start the conversation for you. You need to start. That is the number one thing. You don't know what you need to fix. It wasn't until that 2016 mark in which I decided that I'm gonna make a go of this. I noticed that one of my videos was taking off. I started exploring and I, and I decided, you know, I'm, I'm really going to start getting involved and make YouTube a serious social media outlet for me. And I did that and I started to learn and I started to learn the things I didn't know I needed to learn. And I still am going through that in many ways. I don't think that ever stops. And I, I knew a lot. I mean, I came into this knowing that I wanted to do business and marketing videos. Now, some people are entertainers. I'm an educator. So obviously, I'm going to create educational videos. It's going to be related to photography or social media or digital marketing. It's going to be there because that's those are my areas of, of specialty. That's, that's what I know. That's what I love 
to share and teach. And I came into this with a little bit of an attitude because I had spoke in front of large groups and traveled the world and definitely across the United States regularly to speak in front of groups about the stuff that I was going to share on YouTube. So obviously, I one, I, I, I mean, written books on social media, articles on social media, I know what I need to do, and I just need to do it, and I'm going to have success. And soon came the humbling experience of trying to be a YouTuber. <laughs> and we will all face it. You watch people who start with you at the same time and the next thing you know, they have 10,000 subscribers and you're at 300. What? Why? What did they do? Well, there are a lot of factors. A lot of factors. That's really not something for you to be concerned about here at the very beginning. Because you notice those one or two people that just, just shot past you. What you failed to see were the 20, 50, hundreds, thousands of people who just disappeared. And there were many. And sometimes you're reminded, oh my gosh, they started, whatever happened, why did they stop? They had such a good channel. So this is the next thing you need to be thinking about. Are you ready for the long haul? Because starting a channel, starting is half the battle. Once you get through that portion, congratulations. Because a lot of people, most of the failures, that's the point of failure, not starting. The next part is not persisting and not continuing and learning. And I knew within the first month or two that my channel was too broad. So your next step is to really start now and know that, look, if you want to grow quickly, and those people that shot past me had very focused channels, or they were just incredibly personable or had great personality, they were funny, they had something that I did not. And you don't try to compete with people that you don't have that same skill set. I am not a comedian. I have a love-hate relationship with the decisions I made back then. I look now and I have a channel that grows a lot quicker and I made a smart move. After a year, I created a highly narrow channel and we talked about this last time, how I have three channels. I have one for live, which was my general channel. I have a very focused niche that, focus on, that focuses on my audience, which is the channel that grows, of course, because that is the kind of channel that grows, the one that focuses on your audience. And the other one is for search. And I've had a lot of luck with tutorials and search. So I'm going to take advantage of that, but on a separate channel. So I'm grateful that a year in, I created that focus channel. So when I was ready, and that's the thing, when I was ready and when you are ready, you can make those changes and switches. But have a real conversation with yourself in the beginning. I made the choice to start this focus channel, which grew really easily, but I didn't have the heart. My heart wasn't there. I wasn't ready for it at that point in time. But when I was ready, it was there, and it had close to a 1,000 subscribers, so I could just jump in and start to grow it. And you need to be thinking about that, too, before you start your channel. If you're going to go under a broad topic, 
then be prepared for the hard work ahead. Now, if you break through, you could have an incredible YouTube career. But that's really hard to do, and it gets harder and harder all the time. So niching down is so important. Understanding you don't know everything you need to know with the equipment, what kind of equipment you need to have, start off with the equipment you have. I have a video that's doing very well, as many thousands of views, that is about how much does it cost to start a YouTube channel. And it just comes down to the fact is you're best off with the, one, it costs nothing, but you're best off with the equipment you have now because later you can figure out if you need to update your audio, if you need to improve your camera, you need to get a ring light or a different type of a lighting source. Maybe you need to create a background. Maybe you need to find a different room to record in or a different approach to your recording or a different editing software. But you don't know until you start and go through that process. So in my opinion, starting is the number one thing, but you need to be aware that you're going to have to make adjustments along the way and that if you start off very focused. Now, when I started the Focus Channel, I focused and niched all the way down to pricing for photographers. It was an area in which I had a following, a good email list to work from, and that's where I started. Now, it has since broadened out to more of a general business for photographers, but that's to keep my sanity. I mean, probably pricing for photographers would be a better niche all the way through. And I have, you know, my channel certainly is part of that niche, but I, I don't think I could do that only that. And I did burn out, and that's why I backed off. And that's why I kept the general channel. Because burning out is really important to consider as a factor. So planning ahead is important to think about, look, this is not a few-month project. This is a change of your life. This is a multi-year project. This is a project that may not gain traction for two or three years. Are you ready for that? Are you prepared for that? So before you start your YouTube channel, you have to mentally prepare and figure out how this new lifestyle is going to fit in your current life. Now let me share a few tips with you that I think will be of great help before you start your YouTube channel. Now I'm gonna repeat some of them we've already talked about because I think it's important. Decide on your really narrow niche and build from there. Understand you can expand later as you grow your audience. You can test different material to see if your audience appreciates it and it works for the direction you want to go. And if not, pull back. But it is really important, if you're going to grow, that you do consider the fact that your next video should be a little bit better and more geared to your audience than the previous one. This is a process where as I mentioned in the last show, it's like a big playlist. You want somebody to watch one video to another video. And if, if somebody watches one video and they could 
easily, just based on what they just watched, want to see any other video in your catalog? If the, if the answer is yes, no problem. I, I was listening to a, a podcast just recently. I think it was the vidIQ podcast. And the guest said, with every use of the word and in describing your channel, the worse off you're going to be. I'm paraphrasing, but I think there, there's something to be said here. Every and brings diminishing returns. So if you are a comedy show and a science show and a movie review show, and, you know, so with every and, the less chance you have of success on YouTube. So keep it highly focused. Now, plan ahead of time how often you're going to upload. I would recommend you start with once a week. Now, I was the fool. <laughs> my, my thought was this. Let me share. I, I, I uploaded daily from when I started for an entire year. And a month into it, I kicked off the new year, about six weeks in. It was the new year. And I said, for the month of January, really kicking this off, I'm going to do 100 videos. Mind you, I had a week-long vacation cruise, as well as moving my studio during that month. But, you know, no matter. I still got it done. And my thought behind it was I could then see the data in terms of what people liked and didn't like. Now, I do have a few videos that did rather well out of that month. One specifically was the t on the topic of scope creep. Now, scope creep is more of a production idea where when you do a job for a customer and they keep adding a little more to it, but you don't charge them, and next thing you know, the project that was this size is now much bigger. Nothing wrong with that topic, but that was just a kind of a side topic. It's related production that I, I couldn't revolve my channel around. So I really didn't learn a whole lot from those 100 videos. And if you look at my channel and you see the four bigger topics, well, they're pretty much tutorials. My Facebook tutorial, one of my Facebook-related tutorials, should I join BNI, Business Network International, should, how much does it cost to start a YouTube channel, and scope creep. Now, how are all those related? They're not. And it's hard and was hard, very hard to build a channel, and I was confusing YouTube as to what this channel is all about. And yes, I mean, I'm talking some generalities that are not factually the best way to put them, but... When it comes to really the audience, don't think so much the algorithm, but the audience. The algorithm follows the audience. And when you have an audience, some of them watching for YouTube, some of them watching for production scope creep, some of watching some tutorials with Facebook, and some on BNI, there is not a lot of connection. And one person watching one of those videos probably would not want to watch necessarily, maybe in some cases, the other videos. So that's why you have to start off with that narrow spot. Even if, you, even if your ultimate plan is to 
be a more general channel, don't start there. Then plan on when you're going to record. I highly recommend batch recording. Record everything at once, two or three. Maybe, maybe you do a month's worth of videos in one session, one day. It depends on the type of videos you're doing. Maybe you're going to need two days. Do them all together and then edit. You can take time to edit all of them at once in a row, all four, and then you're done. And then you can upload. That's fine. What I do is I batch record and then I put them in the can. I put them in a file. And then when I'm ready to launch my next video, because I'm now doing a couple, really with two, maybe three videos a week on the main, my new main channel. And so the day before, I may edit that video, start maybe doing some additional research on possible titles. Now, I've already done my research on my title, what that topic is about, and even thought of the thumbnail or style of thumbnail I want to use, but not always. It is highly recommended that some YouTubers create the thumbnail before they start, or at least the concept of the thumbnail before they start, and their headline. But I do like to do more research and maybe find more kind of trigger words or emotional words that I can really add to the topic to get to win the click, to be quite honest. But ultimately, what I'm talking about here is taking the time to really look at your life, your schedule, and make this process as easy as possible for you starting off because it will and can consume your life. YouTube is a way of life. It really is that simple. Do you want that as part of your life? And if you want a good life, you need to make sure you're planning it out and know what you're getting into. And don't overwhelm yourself too much before you really start. And we go back to the whole idea of people not starting with that. They, they fail immediately because they don't start because they look at all of this stuff. They create grand plans around their channel. And they, they, they realize, well, to implement this grand plan, it's going to take all of this work. And so they don't. Rather than just uploading one video, see what happens. Go through the process and then do the next video. It's so much better to make your mistakes early on when nobody is really watching. Upload your video, get one, two views, fine. Move on. Appreciate those couple people that have watched your videos. And eventually you'll get 10, 20, and you'll start to be able to really look at the analytics a little bit better and understand what you need to improve. I believe I mentioned this in the last show, but I think it's worth mentioning again. When I look at the analytics in my general channel, it is really hard to make decisions about what I need to do next because the data is so weird. It, 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 you know, I can do something that I know is right in a best practice and it doesn't move the needle. Unlike today where I launched a video using all of what I know are the best practices, and it is definitely growing at a good pace, getting views at a great pace 
compared to my other videos. For my size channel, for that size channel, it is doing very well. It's number one in the list of one to 10 of my recent videos because I looked at the data, I see what is working and what is not with the other videos. If your other videos are so different, you can't apply those lessons to videos that are not similar or don't have that common theme. When you're a bigger channel and you have a large audience, you can take a little bit of a risk on something that's kind of similar because you're going to have enough of an audience that comes through that shows you the data that they liked it or they didn't like it. But in the very beginning, it really is hard when you only have a small amount of data, when you have to wait 24 hours to get 10 views to even see if you have some sort of drop off in your retention graph or if you have a good click through rate. There really is so much to learn from the production side, the upload side, the content development side, the promotion side. There is a ton to learn. So, my ultimate recommendation is to take it slow. Start. Start immediately. Get an upload. Understand. Go through the process. But then take it slow from there. If you feel you can do one video a day, do one a week and build your way up till you are at a comfortable pace where you can be in this game, this lifestyle as a YouTuber for the long haul. We'll talk to you in the next show. The Two Boost Podcast is hosted by Rosh Sillers at thetubeblog.com.